Hi, I'm Tony Mala, and welcome to the ASA Podcast, a program for automotive professionals that helps keep you ahead of what's now, what's new, and what's next in the business of automotive service and collision repair. This podcast is brought to you by the Automotive Service Association, dedicated to driving your success. And we'll be sharing information, insight, and inspiration that will not just help you make a living, it will help you make a difference. Hi, I'm talking today with Catherine Buckley Tessum, the new executive director of ASA Texas. And we brought her on the show today to kind of introduce you to Catherine and learn a little bit about her. Catherine, welcome to the show. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Again, welcome aboard. We're going to talk a little bit about your new role with ASA Texas in a subsequent podcast, but I wanted to get you on the show today to learn a little bit about you. So tell us a little bit about Catherine Buckley Tessum. I understand you have a sports background, right? I do, Tony. I actually grew up in Midlothian, Texas, and later went on to Texas A&M University. I enjoyed all through growing up basketball and was fortunate to be able to play basketball in high school. And that actually led to me getting into cross country and track and later went on to run cross country at Texas A&M University. And that, again, just kind of pursued my passion for getting into the business side of sports, which led me into a decade-long career in sports and events. Through all of that, I continued to work with middle school, high school, collegiate, and professional sports teams. Mm -hmm. And then um, in 2016, actually, my husband and I had our first child, a little girl, And so ironically, started to work a little bit remotely, kind of before remote work became a thing um, in 2020, and just really enjoyed still being able to stay active, but then also being able to raise my daughter. We later in 2018 welcomed our son and uh, again, just started to reevaluate kind of what I was doing in the sports industry, working 60 to 80 hours a week and decided um, to make a transition to full-time event and nonprofit consulting. And so through all of that, through all of that journey and navigating those paths, really found my passion for just helping other people and serving others and making a difference. And so uh, with the relationship with my dad, uh, who I know we'll get into here in a little bit, led me to ASA Texas and getting to become their executive director. And so again, just partnering with a great organization that has a wonderful history of serving and helping other people. And so excited to be on board and excited to use everything that, um, all the experience that I've gained in the past to continuing to drive ASA forward and making a difference in the industry. Well, it sounds like you definitely have the background of credentials. Just out of curiosity, what's your degree from Texas A&M in? Sport management with a minor in business administration. Well, I have to tell you, having a background in event management comes in handy in the nonprofit world because we do have a lot of events and hopefully we'll get back to some of the live events as we go forward. And again, we'll talk a little bit about that on the next one. But one of the big reasons I wanted to talk to you today is, you may not know this, the, one of the first two people I ever interviewed when we launched the ASA podcast was your father, Jeff. And I've known Jeff for years, but never really got to meet him until I actually joined ASA and moved to Texas. Uh, previously, I lived in Virginia and the, the Northeast. Had a great opportunity to meet him and learn a little bit more about what he's doing. And I had never actually seen his shop. 
And uh, he's in my father's shop now. And I was kind of curious about how all that came about. And I'm told you have an interesting story about Jeff's rise to fame, if you will, in the repair business. I know he's got a ton of involvement in the industry. He does his own podcasts, I know, and his own video broadcasts. In fact, I've been part of a few of them. So I want to get into all that. But I want to start with what was it like growing up as Jeff Buckley's daughter? Of course. So one of the um, fun stories that not a lot of people know about my dad is that um, going back to sports, and that's kind of what, uh, you know, was a huge relationship builder for us growing up. I'm one of four children, and dad coached the majority of our sports teams growing up. And um, so we just built that relationship just the way that he is In the automotive industry, he is a lifelong learner, and so he was always trying to figure out how he could build a better team, you know, and how each person in the team has a role, and so what plays could we be running, Um, specifically, again, going back to basketball. So we were very fortunate. He was so passionate, just like he is in the automotive industry. You know, he's passionate about everything that he does, and he puts his whole heart into it, and so that was kind of us growing up is that. Uh, my brothers and sisters and I, his sister and I were all coached by him and just really, he was so active. Um, he and my mom both very active in our lives and always wanting um, us to, you know, just to be a family and enjoy making the memories. We originally lived in Cedar Hill, Texas, and dad had a shop a couple miles down the road from our house. Um, so We would, you know, be home with mom during the day or be up at the church and dad would be running the shop. We would, of course, always go by, see him, different things of that nature. He had several bays, employees, and it was just, okay, we would go visit him at the shop. Um, As we started getting a little bit older, for me, I was in um, the middle of my first grade year. Dad uh, and mom made the decision to move our family to Midlothian, Texas, just a little bit down the road from Cedar Hill, but it was a decision that um, he knew we were going to be more and more busy as we got older, and just being able to run the shop there, there was some stuff changing with um, the business owner of the actual buildings that he was in, and he thought after everything that he had been through, in their previous history, you know, before kids, that he goes, you know what, I want to own the building where my shop is. Mm -hmm. And we were very fortunate to find property in Midlothian, where he could actually put the shop right behind our house. And so that was, I know you've been down there. Yeah. And um, at the time, in 1994, um, our street was a barely two-lane country road with a one-lane bridge. And so mom kind of transitioned into running the business side because that was her background and dad was going to be able to work on all of the vehicles and do everything that he loves to do. And we could literally walk outside and be in the shop. So we quite literally grew up in the shop, Uh, you know, spending our summer days, we could be in the backyard. And then if he needed somebody to fill up the water bottles, Um, to be able to take care of something, then, you know, we would fill up the water bottles. If he needed somebody to mop the shop floors, we mopped the shop floors. So it was a family business, you know, mom and pop shop with the kids right there. And one of the interesting things that I feel like we 
that my parents have been absolutely fantastic at is just always making their customers feel um, welcome and that they were part of the family. You know, again, you were going to see kids whenever you came into the shop. If you needed a ride home, mom was going to take you home while dad worked on your car. And again, just offering that top-notch customer service, um, something that I feel like a lot of people, you know of dad, but you maybe don't know the story behind the name of his shop, which goes with our family a little bit, is it is called My Father's Shop. And some people just think, oh, family, father, but it's actually our father in heaven. And again, that was just something that whenever he, when they were designing the business, the values that they wanted behind it, the mission statement is that they were going to serve. And we are so fortunate to be able to serve our father in heaven. And what better um, opportunity to give your business to God than to quite literally that that is their mission field. Um, That is one way that we can talk about the Lord and everything that he's done for us. And so that is kind of a little history behind the name of it, as well as the foundation of what it was built on. So going through all of that, you know, making the transition there, lots of stuff going on with the family. As we, uh, again, transitioned into Midlothian, dad started having some health issues. Hmm. He had his first heart attack. It makes me a little bit emotional. (laughs) Oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah. But it just goes to show when you treat people with kindness, when you serve others, that the community is going to be there for you. And again, everyone knew what the business was founded on. People were willing to help. People were picking us up from school, Mm -hmm. kind of from the sports side there. We were able to receive different scholarships to be able to go to sports camp. And just so many people surrounded my parents with love and support our family with that same type of support. And it just, you know, you always want to do good. You always want to be kind and love one another. And so taking everything that my parents have done to that point, that wouldn't be the last time that dad needed to go in for medical attention throughout all of our years. But we just saw there's a community around you and people that are willing to support you and to love on you and to help you when you need it most. And so I think that that you know, definitely a little bit into the heart of who my parents are and what they stand for um, in the business that that dad has built. Well, I have to tell you, that does not surprise me. I've known your father again for a number of years. He is unique in the automotive service industry for everything that he does. His dedication to his customers, again, his faith, I am not surprised at all about the name, although I didn't know that. I'm, I'm glad you shared that story with us. And I am also not surprised at the outreach of the community because he is deeply involved in his community. He's won more awards than most shops I know three times his size. He has been, I think it's fair to say, one of the landmarks in Midlothian. He's certainly engaged that the uh, Chamber of Commerce really, really cares about his community. And I think it's no surprise that the community also reciprocates and cares about him for that reason. And that, that was a great story, by the way. I am so glad I had you on to hear that. In talking with your father, one of the things he also surprises me about is he and I are kind of in the same age group. And the last thing in the world I ever expected to be doing was doing podcasts and found out that I assumed I'd be the oldest person in the room when I went to the first of the uh, shows that I went to to learn more about it. 
far from it. it it's all ages, all ranges. It, it's just incredible the breadth of what you can find in the podcast community. And your father, again, was doing, I, I've been there and I've done them with him with a, an Apple camera. You know, he, he does weekly podcasts and broadcasts to his customers, showing them various aspects of automotive service. So he helps them understand the vehicle and what they're paying for and how things break, et cetera, so that you're a better educated consumer. He actually performs a service to a lot of folks in his own unique way, I might add, that is both entertaining and enlightening. And again, I, I, I know he, he spends a lot of time uh, supporting ASA. He's one of our biggest supporters. And given the proximity to our national offices, it's our pleasure to, uh, to see him on a regular basis now. I know you, you're in the sports side of things. You heard about the ASA uh, Texas opportunity. You've been working with a lot of other nonprofits, I assume, in your consulting role, right? Yes. Um, so I am very fortunate to be able to do some events and I serve on a couple of different board of directors, which have foundations associated with them. And then also from the educational standpoint, serving on advisory boards at local colleges, just any time, again, coming from mom and dad, any time that I can give back to other people and help their journey be a little bit easier then that's how I feel like we were raised, um, but also just a passion of my heart and because I believe that that is what we are here to do, which is help one another, serve one another, and truthfully love God and love people. And so that yeah. was uh, along the way, you know, you never know exactly where you'll end up or what you will be doing, but it was just like, how can I serve other people? And uh, this opportunity came about and you kind of, uh, you look at your background in the sports industry and you're like, okay, well, this is very similar. Again, I, first of all, have somebody great that I can go and ask questions to Sure. because dad has been in the industry almost 40 years, I think. And yeah. so again, a great mentor for me, but then also just the people that he's met, that if he doesn't know the answer, he knows how to connect me to someone who does. Mm -hmm. And I think with that same mindset of serving other people is just continually continuing to make the industry better, giving to it all that you can to help the consumer have a better experience, to help the people who are working with the consumers have a better experience. How can members network together? What kind of value can you add there, which I know that we'll discuss uh, for the future of ASA Texas um, in the next podcast. But more than anything, it was, again, looking at all that dad has done that, hey, like we can almost partner together to be able to do it, you know, and he's very busy there at the shop and then also serving on um, the Chamber of Commerce there in Midlothian in helping small businesses kind of getting back to that grassroots marketing. Um, some people call it guerrilla marketing that he does. Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, there's so much negativity in the world that we just want to be a positive light. And so what an opportunity for me to get to kind of try something new, but still relatable to a lot of things that I have done in the past. And then um, again, give back to an industry that was extremely, extremely, extremely part of who I was growing up and provided us so much because of the people that were willing to help dad whenever he couldn't work on cars because he was in rehab, getting his heart stronger mm -hmm. and things of that nature, that there was just um, a lot of good people out there that were willing to help him. And so now to be able to turn around 
and give back to those people, to many other people across the state of Texas. And then I think too, just from his standpoint, you know, he wants to continue to educate people on the positive side, right? That we're all driving cars and there is a time period where your car is probably going to have to be worked on or you're going to need an oil change, you know, just routine maintenance Mm -hmm. and not so much telling you how to fix it, but just to make sure that you're taking it to a certified, reputable, responsible technician. Mm -hmm. And so just educating people out there. And two, even if you're not in the Midlothian area, you can watch his videos and see, and that way you know in your hometown area, just making people feel more comfortable of what you're looking for and that you're able, you know, as a consumer, you can go in and talk to people and feel comfortable because you saw a very engaging video from dad. <laughs> Told in a very interactive style, I might add. You know, he's an average person talking to another average person. It's not all that technical. It really helps you understand. And none of, again, none of this is surprising to me. You know, service to the Lord begins with service to each other. And that is your father's hallmark. Uh, he is all about service. The community, his family, you know, his friends, his industry. He's very, very involved with the industry, uh, representing a couple of different brands out there, I know. He's a fixture at some of the most major trade shows that we have. And uh, again, he has a unique style and a unique way of conveying uh, certainly complex topics in a very understandable and a very engaging way. It is not surprising to me that his daughter would follow in his footsteps. So again, we welcome you on board. It sounds like you definitely have the pedigree. (laughs) Thank you. There's no question about that you have the experience and you certainly have the passion. And I think above everything else, servant leadership involves a lot of passion and commitment. And I think that's something that I have found in my time within the automotive service industry that is a very common virtue. There are a lot of people who are really dedicated to doing the right thing in the automotive service industry, despite some of the negative publicity that the industry gets from time to time. These are really dedicated people. Again, your father's one of them. There are many others. And I am honored to say a lot of them are are ASA members. And again, we'd like to lead by example. Your father is certainly a great one. I imagine you're going to be as well. And I will look forward to talking to you in that next podcast, more about the specifics with ASA Texas and where we're going there. Any last words before I let you go, Catherine? Again, welcome to the team. Thank you. And um, like I said, I'm so excited and I would echo exactly what you said. I was fortunate to attend an event um, a couple weeks ago in Florida Mm -hmm. and got to sit with two of those ASA members that you're talking about, um, one from Arizona and one from Florida, who again, just have that heart and passion and care for the consumers, care for the industry, care for their employees. And so I just am extremely excited to be part of ASA and continue to drive the industry forward for everyone's benefit. Well, just from what I've heard so far, you are a great addition to the team. And we will look forward to uh, spending a lot of time with you down the road (laughs) talking about the industry and what we need to do to get better. Because I I believe you're an individual that's going to have a lot to say about that. So we have been talking uh, with Catherine Buckley Tessum, the new executive director of ASA Texas and ASA National Affiliate. Catherine, thank you for your time today. It's great meeting you. I look forward to working with you down the road and we will talk again real soon about ASA Texas. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Tony. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you're brand new to the ASA podcast or if you've been here before, I encourage you to subscribe so you won't miss some of the great things we have coming up in our future episodes. 
Just hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening and you'll be good to go. If you enjoy our podcast and find our content valuable, make sure to leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. And if you're an automotive service facility shop owner listening to this podcast and you'd like to know more about ASA, I invite you to visit our website at asashop.org. I'm Tony Mala, and thanks for listening.